Hi, welcome to Ready to Scale Season 3. I'm your host, Ellie Perlman. I'm a real estate investor, syndicator, and operator of multifamily properties. And in this season, we're going to focus on dialogues that drive success. Building real wealth is not a fairy tale nor rocket science, but there's so much to learn. So grab a cup of coffee and join me each week for in-depth conversations with successful real estate investors. Conversations that are designed to help you drive your wealth, investment, knowledge, and lifestyle to the next level. And of course, you can always go to my website, elliperlman.com, to read more about investing passively in multifamily. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of High Achievers Series. I'm Ellie Perlman, your host broadcasting from Providence, Rhode Island. Today I want to talk to you about the difference between investing in multifamily properties versus investing in the stock market. What are the differences? What are the pros and cons? Recording this today, it's May 4th, 2021. So we've seen a lot of things happening in the stock market. A lot of things are happening in the multifamily market. And so for me, the more favorable way of investing is through multifamily investments, through multifamily properties and real estate in general. I'm not saying that I'm not invested in the stock market, but the vast majority of my wealth is invested in real estate for several reasons that I can share with you. If you're listening to this podcast, you're probably investing in both multifamily or any other form of real estate and the stock market. And I can tell you that a lot of my investors are software engineers and tech executives, and they definitely, definitely invest in the stock market. So I'm not telling you to pull all your money out of the stock market. I'm not 100% against investing in the stock market but I just wanted to share with you the benefits of the stock market versus real estate. So when you're comparing between real estate and the stock market, the very first thing that comes to mind is liquidity. That's one of the major benefits of investing in a stock market. You're liquid. You can liquidate your investment. You can sell your stock at any time, as long as you find the right buyer at the right price that you would like to exit, but you can sell your shares and exit at any time. When it comes to real estate, generally speaking, the investment is not liquid. Sure, there's always a way to sell your shares to someone else at some point, especially after the first 12 months where the SEC is not allowing any trade in your position in a syndication. But if you find a buyer, you can sell your share, or if you want to sell it back to the sponsor, if the sponsor is willing and able to buy your share, which is not very common. I've never seen any investor actually doing it, but there's an opportunity to do it. Nevertheless, it's not an investment that is open in, you know, in the free market that you can buy and sell unless we're talking about a REIT, but in a real estate syndication, for the most part, your investment is not liquid. Now, in my opinion, the advantages of investing in real estate are far larger than and far bigger than the disadvantages. One of the main advantages of investing in multifamily is that you enjoy income right away. So you have 
significant cash flow many times from day one, unless you invest in new construction or in a development deal. Now, when it comes to stocks, many stocks are not paying dividends every month or every quarter. Some of them do and some of them don't. And the payouts are not significant as in real estate. Right now, we're talking about with real estate, six to 7% cash on cash every year. And this is just from the rents, from the operations of the property. And then when the property is sold, you get another big check. And as an investor, that's your prorata share of the sale proceeds. You don't really see six to 7% payouts when it comes to dividends. And that's partially because it's liquid. So because of the liquidity, Obviously, you you know we can't really expect higher returns. Now, the second advantage is that you can use leverage. Of course, you need to use it in a smart way and not over leverage. But it's much much harder to take a loan for many investors to take a loan and purchase investments in the stock market. It's much much easier to do so when it comes to real estate, because it pays dividends or payouts very frequently every month, you have basically cash flow that is coming and money that is coming from renters. And so you're able to pay your debt every month. Hopefully you can. And so financing is much easier than with the stock market. And you can get it at very, very good terms. Can be three to five years of interest only payments. It could be two and three quarters interest rate to three and a quarter interest rate, which is really, really attractive. And you can't really find those vehicles, those financing vehicles when it comes to purchasing assets in the stock market. Now, one of the most interesting things that you can actually take advantage of when it comes to real estate investments that you don't really have that in the stock market is depreciation and capital expenditures. So when it comes to capital expenditures, basically every investor gets prorata share of the one-time big expenses that are not routine expenses. Capital expenditures can be resurfacing the parking lot, trim trees, or performing power wash and exterior paint, replacing roofs. And so all those one-time big projects can basically reduce the income from each property. So if each investor, for instance, got half a million dollars in a certain year in profit, then instead of paying tax on half a million dollars, if their share of the expenditure, of the capital expenditure is $100,000, then basically the investor is going to pay tax on $400,000, not on half a million. And the capital expenditures really help to reduce your taxable income. The other portion is depreciation, which is a wonderful tool. So every real estate asset can be depreciated over 27 and a half years. And we're using cost segregation. So we hire a property And we submit a report to the IRS and we basically say, instead of depreciating the asset over 27 and a half years, we want to depreciate everything in one year. 
And we do that, it's a bonus depreciation. So we capture everything in one year and we accelerated that because also we were saying the floor, for instance, can be depreciated over, I'm just throwing numbers out there, 15 years. It doesn't take 27 and a half years. The roofs, we need to replace them every 20 years or 10 years, depending on the roof. So we're breaking down every property to different components and each component has a much shorter lifespan than 27 and a half years. So on some deals that we've had, the depreciation was about 74, 75% of the initial investment. So when someone invested 100K, they got $74,000 in depreciation in the first year. So that also reduces their taxable income. On other assets, could have been 45 to 50% of the initial investment. You don't have that mechanism of depreciation or capital expenditure when it comes to stocks. So that wonderful tool, which I hope is never going to go away, is helping investors to capture the maximum amount of profits with paying little to no tax. The last advantage that real estate has that the stock market doesn't have is that you as an investor or mainly as a sponsor, there's an option to add a value add and to increase the value of the property. So when it comes to the stock market, basically the way that I see it is that the value of your stock is pretty much based on investors' perception. If investors do not believe in a company six months after you purchased it and everyone wants out, everyone wants out and nobody wants to buy the stock, stock prices are going down, right? That's this is just how the stock market works. If the company's profit, market share, whatever it is, and or public perception increases, then investors will be willing to buy the stock at a higher price and you can exit and sell it and basically make money this way. And it's very, there's a lot of fluctuations in the stock market. When it comes to real estate, not only the losing your money is very, very hard to do, you're more likely to miss projected returns instead of 7%, it's going to be 5%. But just to lose money, like investors are losing money in the stock market, it rarely happens. And going back to the point about value add, there's not much value you can add to your stock as a stockholder. But when a sponsor purchases an asset, they know, hopefully you want to invest with someone that knows how to increase the profits, increase the NOI, increase income, push down the expenses, maybe through expenses management, maybe through renovations, could be exterior renovations, such as replacing the roofs, installing newer HVAC systems, resurfacing the parking lot, maybe new landscaping. And also you can implement an internal value add plan, which is basically renovating units, putting five to $10,000 per unit and pushing rents to basically increase the income and push the NOI up. And so there's a lot of, I would say, control over the value of the asset. If you know your plan, if you know what to do and how to basically implement the value add plan, then as an investor, you actually have real impact on the asset valuation 
you have very, very little impact when it comes to the stock market. So just to sum it up, yes, the stock market is more liquid. Real estate, generally speaking, is not liquid, but you do enjoy significant income from day one many times. It's easier to leverage. You can enjoy depreciation and CapEx to lower your taxable income, and you have more control over the valuation. And lastly, it shouldn't be that, you know, the real estate market does not fluctuate that much. It moves slowly, then it drops, then it goes up. It's cyclical. You should not be scared of, but you should foresee, you should be expecting a correction, but it doesn't, you don't wake up one day and half your assets are gone or down 50 or a hundred percent. Just doesn't happen this way. That's why for these reasons and many more, I'm a huge believer in real estate. I love real estate. It makes me feel more secure. And it's in my opinion, more conservative approach than to trade in the stock market. That's it for today, guys. Be bold, be great. Keep moving forward and I'll see you on the next episode. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.